Hey guys, welcome to Is What It Is, a podcast where the life and times of Isabella, aka myself, shape my opinions, advice, storytelling, and decision making. Nothing's off limits, so let's get into it. Hi, Jen. Hey, Isabella. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I am coming to you live from day 14 of quarantine over Mm. here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. Yes. And you are where again? I'm in Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Canada. I've never been to Canada. Gotta come. I know. Now I have a reason to. Exactly. It's so weird that I know you like I feel like I definitely know you but I've never met you in person never met face to face exactly yeah yeah um but for everyone listening so Jen was my life coaching teacher so we spent like hours together each week since January and just wrapped up the class last month I guess mm-hmm. yeah so we got to I feel like I got to know you decently well considering I've never met you. Yeah. I think um, given the distance and yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Connection that you can get such a connection. Right. Yeah. I felt really fortunate almost that it was through the whole class was through Zoom because it gave me a head start to understanding things prior to COVID happening exactly. yes I, I felt like for once I was ahead of the curve with technology exactly everybody else yeah so how the class worked was that really and it was an international class you know people from all over and it started with a bigger class ca- size and kind of dwindled down to I don't know let's just say eight people <laughs> give mm-hmm. or take and it was all done virtually but I didn't. Fi- I found that like as long as you're having a face-to-face conversation, it didn't really take away. No, and it's pretty cool with Zoom the way we're able to be together as a group for, I guess what we might call sort of the lecture or the lesson part. Right. But then able to split everybody up into their own little breakout rooms one on one, or and so you'd get to know people quite well. I think. Yeah. And- private setting that way as well yeah definitely the breakout room thing was a really cool aspect of it and you do life coaching and just your day-to-day life is that like your full-time job and do you do coach training on the side or how does that work I I kind of balance that I'm pretty I would say I'm pretty busy with both so I, I like to balance the two um it's neat because teaching coaching I find helps me to keep my skills honed and uh, not kind of slip into bad habits, being away from being fresh from taking the course. So, um, yeah, so I like to, I really like the balance of both. Sure. Give up one or the other, I don't think at this point. Right. And how Uh long have you been doing um, training or not training, uh, life coaching, excuse me. Yeah, I've been coaching for about four years now. Okay. Um, Oh, that's my dog knocking over my microphone, which is pretty standard. Um, Well, yeah, tell me about how you got started. And I think, well, what I want to get across in this podcast, because 
I just finished this course and therefore I want to be able to use life coaching, but to be able to explain to people what life coaching is, how it's used, etc. So I guess, can you, as the master here, <laughs> explain <laughs> what life coaching is and what it's not? Yeah, for sure. Um, because it is a relatively, I mean, it's been around for quite a long time, but in general, you find if you're at a cocktail party or you're with a new crowd and you tell people what, you, oh, I'm a life coach, they don't always, they may have heard of it, but not everybody always knows exactly what that means. So that's probably what you're finding now that you yes. the course. Um, so I started, actually, I ran my own business for over 10 years. I was an entrepreneur and I had my own coach to help me make oh. decisions and I just wasn't feeling super motivated. And so she helped me a little bit with business, but then uh, finally asked me, do you think you're just, do you think you're done? And I just took this big sigh of relief and said, yes, like, thank you. Isn't so it funny how that happens? Yeah. Somebody finally gave me permission to say out loud what I didn't even know I was telling. I wasn't brave enough to even say it to myself. I don't sure. Know. So, which yeah. I totally, um, understand, which I, cause I, it just made me think of a similar story I had, which was when I started college, I started playing volleyball and then I transferred to the school I graduated at, but I didn't transfer until junior year. Mm -hmm. And I went in saying like, oh, I'll rush Greek life or try out. I don't even know what the terminology is. So I'm going to say like try out for a sorority, whatever the heck the whole weird process is. <laughs> I was like, if I don't play volleyball, I'll do that. And it was such a weird experience because I was 20 years old at this time. And so I'm not like this. And I'm also like six feet tall, had like been through a ton of shit with volleyball, been through the <laughs> ringer. And I'm like lining up with these 18 year old pipsqueaks <laughs> that you know, live, their parents live down the house or right. down, down the street. And anyway, I got into the sorority and I like was just being miserable, but I was like, nope, this is what I signed up for. And right. I chose this. And I was, I remember I was sitting in a, like a gravel parking lot on a curb and I called my brother crying and I was like, I just, it'd been two weeks that I was in the sorority. I was like, I got another two years of this. This sucks. Right. Yeah. And I called him and he's like, Isabella, you know, you don't have to do it. And like you were saying, it was like an epiphany. I was like, what? Uh, oh, uh-huh. And yeah. I have to know when you're done something and you don't want to give up. You don't want to be right. But uh, I think similar to you, it sounds like, like when that permission for me was given, it was like, okay, that's now that the easiest decision, like I can move on. And I was able to like, wrap up the whole thing and end it within a week but wow. I'm sure it was a lot more complicated than uh me as a junior in college as in a <laughs> sorority than a 10-year business but um yeah so how did you how did that life coaching experience help you exit that situation yeah I mean it's funny because when you know it's the right move then it doesn't feel so hard or so right complicated. it's amazing what you can get done or what you can accomplish um so I think that letting me hear my own voice. And so you had asked earlier, what is coaching? What is it not? So it wasn't a consultant. It wasn't somebody telling, analyzing my business and saying, 
oh, you know, you're not making enough money anymore, time to shut it down, or it mm -hmm. wasn't an expert opinion. So that's really, sometimes people come to coaching because they want somebody to tell them what to do. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that was kind of my first thought when you said you had a coach for your business that mm -hmm. helped you make decisions. And so I guess, can you even dive deeper in explaining how did that person help you make business decisions without being an expert or a consultant? Yeah. So I, some of it was helping me to see what my options were and explore those, um, to take a look at the relationships within my business, uh, and how that was working. Um, yeah. And I, you know, to figure out what was my path and what was my vision. Right. Um, which is so different than any kind of business advice she could have, she or he could have given you exactly. or was capable of giving you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, I see the value in hiring a business consultant if I'm in over my head or it's something where I don't happen to have the expertise, but the coach plays a different role. So it's, again, helping you to maybe hear your own voice, reflecting back things that you might be saying, they might pick up on a pattern or a theme that you're expressing that you're not totally conscious of. Right. Um, so it's digging deeper, helping you to examine, not for them to diagnose and say, okay, here's my assessment based on what you've shared. Right. Uh, but rather to kind of be there alongside you. And just as you would have a coach in sports or, you know, a, a fitness trainer or something like that, they, I do believe I'm there somewhat to push people and to help them stretch or flex their muscles a little bit. And, you know, in a session they are working, but it's not me exactly telling them what right. it's more thought provoking. And I think, yeah, for me, when I went into it and kind of the question I get too is, you know, some of the terminology or words you're doing incite a th feeling of like, is it therapy or is it counseling? Mm -hmm. And how do you answer that question when people say, is life coaching therapy? Yeah, so it's definitely not therapy. And okay. that's not to say that I think therapy is great, depending on what what's happening. And we often work alongside people who may have a coach and have a therapist and have a business consultant, right? It's not that one is replacing the other necessarily. They can all compliment one another really sure i know if, if only we all had enough money to have a therapist a, a consultant and a life coach yeah have your team. we'd be doing all right exactly oh my gosh yeah i think another distinction there is therapy tends to be somewhat oriented looking at the past mm -hmm. um and diagnosing whereas coaching is a lot more looking where you're at and, and then being forward focused. Right. And I think that's what I really learned in this past six months of having you as a coach and working with the rest of the class. It was, everyone was great in it was really, and we've talked a lot about this because I get one of my biggest things I struggled with during the whole class and continue is like getting stuck on the problem. And one of the big concepts of life coaching is coaching the client and not the problem. So can you explain that concept a little bit? Mostly so I can freaking remember <laughs> Remind to stop doing it. It's so annoying, but yes. 
like you need a tattoo of it somewhere or like a big I know. of your desk. Um, I know. I think everybody, we all need to remind ourselves of that. Um, so really it's the basic belief is that there's enough, the client is not broken. We're not there to fix them. And we are not the expert on the client. I mean, when I first actually heard the term life coach, I thought it sounded a little bit presumptuous. Like who's going to really, someone's going to be the expert on my life and tell me what I want and I need. And mm -hmm. then I realized, actually, that's not what it is. So, um, yeah, so that, that's based on that principle that the client's not broken. The client has the answers within them. Uh, it's just helping them to bring those to the surface and to help them understand. Sure. Yeah. Because I think, you know, what people are probably wondering and what I am alluding to that I still get stuck on, you know, if, a, if um, someone is coming to you with a problem, let's say they want to exercise more or something with health and fitness or mm -hmm. for instance. So how do you not focus on, I mean, are you, fo I don't think this is the truth from what I've, the work I've done with you isn't necessarily creating a plan and saying, do this. Right. And explain just as a scenario, what life coaching looks like. Compared to maybe what people think of, like, oh, they're just going to tell me to, you need to walk 20 minutes a day, and then next week you need to run 10 of those 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. it's really not that. It's so much more psychological, in my opinion. Right. So it's really a basic session would start out with what's coming up for you today. And a lot of people also make the assumption that it's got to be a problem, hmm. right? Here's something I need to fix. Here's something I don't like. It also could be an amazing opportunity that's on the horizon and you want to be ready for game day or you want to be in the right headspace and maximize. Interesting. The, yeah. Maximize yeah. the time you have leading up to something and um, focus on what you need to do to feel prepared or to be successful, to make the most out of something. Um, so whatever the topic is, whether it be an opportunity or a problem or an issue, um, that often we sometimes call it like the surface agenda. So it's it's what's coming up. It's important. But as we start to ask questions and not dive right into, okay, you've got this big, you know, volleyball game or something coming up. Well, what are you doing to practice? Let's get, you, you know, figure out a schedule for you. Right. It's more, um, you know, what what's getting in your way right now? How are you feeling? What, what are you most excited about, about this opportunity? What are you most worried about? Right. Um, what are some things that you might need to prepare for? Right. Right. It seems almost like a mental like breakdown. Um, and like you said, like the client has the answers really already, which we found time and time again during our practice with each other. Um, you know, but for the example I brought up, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's really not so much about, like, this is the regimen you need to follow to get to your <laughs> goal. It's, is this really your goal? If yeah. so, why is it your goal? Right. What feels natural for you to get to this goal? What comes up in stopping you from that goal? And then diving into the why. And the why, that's what I was, and the motivation. Yeah. So, you know, we may come up with a plan at the end sure. 
together. But I think there's a real difference between, okay, what's the topic? What's the issue? Let's go straight to a plan. Right. And a lot of people have trouble waiting to get to that point. The, what I what I have seen and what you probably have experienced just even from the class and from working with your own clients is when you do that, take the time to explore and let the client say their thoughts out loud, it's so much deeper. And so you might come up with the right. exact same plan, you might come up with a different plan, but they seem to be more excited about it, more committed to it, more likely to follow through because they've done the work to get there. Right. The see the why, as you said. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, I think too that there's a lot of uncovering of things that are really hard to face to your point when you're not saying out loud or someone's not bringing it attention to you, which is the beauty of the life coach. Someone to just be on your side to help you bring those aspects out. Mm. And then there's relating those things to, so it might start off with one specific topic. Yeah. And then you look at, okay, where else does this show up in my life? Right. And you start to connect some dots there. So it tends to be really empowering when the client is now equipping themselves with greater knowledge about themselves and and some tools along the way so that when you're not there with them all the time, they're able to navigate and manage when other things come up. Yeah, exactly. And like you said that, um, how it can leak into other areas because I think we saw time and time again, no matter what the surface level problem was when Mm -hmm. we did go into that deeper agenda I mean almost always it's like something that could be so much help like so helpful in other areas to apply like okay well if I'm not exercising it's because I'm really scared of failure or and it even goes so much deeper I mean that's even overarching but like how does this continue to hold me back Mm mm-hmm yeah, which I loved about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then just to continue, I guess, with your story. So you are a life coach now. You got your coach, I guess, but he said, gave you that permission to leave the situation you were in. And then where did you go from there? Because I know at one point you mentioned you had one coach and then you left the first coach and got another coach and then you started coaching. How does all that come together? Yeah, so one coach was really supportive, which was great, and really had almost like her vision for me, um, Mm. which was that my business was going to really explode and take off. And and it took this other coach, who also is a friend, but to say, you know, maybe you're done. And it was like, it just took off the pressure. and And then she was the person who actually put the idea in my head. Have you ever thought of coaching? I was like, this is not even on my radar right now. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. How to untangle this current or mess. Not doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but what she identified in me that I maybe I guess maybe I've known it all along, but really never thought it was an act. You know, sometimes we underestimate our own strengths or we don't see it as a strength. We just kind of take it for granted, but she noticed that I'm naturally very curious. Interesting. And that that's, you know, a lot of, you can take the course and you can read the coaching books, but that is a, uh, definitely a characteristic or a trait that 
I think really does help in coaching because you want you want to hear you want to hold that space for people to be able to explore um so yeah she noticed that in me and put that thought out there and just kind of threw that out into the universe and so I took her uh intro to coaching so it's sort of oh interesting it was called awaken the coach within oh very saucy yeah um and it did it worked it did I didn't know that the coach was in there (laughs) right are you now like a way better coach than she is and you're like look at what you started can you believe this? No, I'm kidding. I can't even touch her. I think she's she's phenomenal. But really, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I still aspire to be. She's very intuitive. Um, she's great. But sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely, it takes time. It takes a lot of practice. Yeah. I I think it's a little for me anyway. It was okay, great. I'm two steps forward. I'm getting this. It's all coming together. I'm not coaching the problem. And then I take a step back. Oh my gosh. I don't understand. I'm terrible at this. Um, I don't know. Did you find that going through? Yeah, I did. I was definitely going to say that. Like, I feel like to be a life coach, there's certain, certain qualities or themes that kind of seem overarching, like being curious, as you mentioned, or being empathetic to people or really wanting to care, listen, help, you know? And I think without a lot of people really knowing about life coaching, it can be one of those things of like, oh, anyone can do that. And it is weird because it's not technically like a regulated field yet, but I'm so glad that there's these classes because the class I took made me open my eyes to the difficulty and the time that has to be put into learning this craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is a craft and there are tools. Yeah. Um, and you do hone your skills the more practice you have. Yeah. There's um, so many tools, which, I mean, we worked out of like a huge textbook, mm-hmm. which was even crazy. But I think the other thing that seemed different to me, because I, I do therapy as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to see those differences worked out in my life. But the... One of the biggest things is just the amount of tools I think that life coaches use, like exercises or techniques uh, where I think therapy kind of with their medical and clinical knowledge and knowledge of the psyche, that takes more of that route where the life coach really uses techniques to uncover who a person is. Yeah, and I think that a key difference, too, is that those tools are used in a partnership, a spirit of partnership. Right. So I'm not using my tools as a coach to analyze you, or I'm not giving you a tool and saying, okay, here, figure it out. Right. Right? You kind of go through them together. And I remember early on, I would do what I saw on TV with probably, you know, TV and movies the person is behind the big desk and there's somebody lying on and they're going, tell me more right? Tell me more about this. Right. And then I, I was corrected by somebody who's assessing me saying, so technically tell me more. <laughs> it's not a question, right? but it also puts you in this sort of leadership or a role of authority. Right. I'm in the driver's seat and here's what you're going to do. So with all of our tools, 
it's really a collaborative approach. We make sure the tool is something that the client A wants to use, is interested, because not every tool is going to resonate with each person or even at sure. a period in their life. And, um, so, yeah, I, I like how we really do work through them together. Right. And I think to your point, it's really this thought of like, I'm definitely not the expert. Mm-hmm. And like you said in the beginning, like this is your life. The things I can do is I understand the tools and the questions to ask. But besides that, and that's, I think, why you don't have to have the schooling as much because it's not about becoming an expert and guiding someone and understanding their world and their mind and the way they view things. It's about almost holding up a mirror and saying, like, these are your options or this is what you're explaining yourself to yourself yeah and i and i think especially now we're so busy right and we're so bombarded with images and messages and technology that we don't take the time to just sit and and be able to have somebody hold that space for us and kind of unpack our baggage and listen to ourselves Right. So it's really a gift just to hold that space for someone. Yeah. And it can be, even in the work, because we would do kind of have the sessions with the classwork. There's like an hour of teaching or learning from you. And then, you know, maybe 40 minutes of working in these breakout rooms. Mm-hmm. And like the, like you said, just having the space to have someone show me what I kind of already knew, but a lot of times was like too scared to admit, or it just felt too heavy. Like they're almost helping you find a way to just hold it. Yeah. And look at it. And they're listening with empathy. Yes. Right. So it's different from, and it's a non-judgmental space, which is really important too, because you can chat to your friends for hours or to family. Um, But there's something I think special about having somebody who brings a new perspective, right? Of course. Uh, Who sees you just in in a more of a neutral setting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not coming, we're not coming with an air of authority or an air of, you know, I owe this to you, like you might with a family member, for example, right? So, right. It is so nice almost to have like the payment, the transaction to be like, I am giving you this money for your time because I need your help. Yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of a pretty aspect of it, a beautiful aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever catch yourself? Cause I almost wanted to go into life coaching and learn more about it because I wanted to almost life coach myself. Do you ever catch yourself using your own tools on yourself? And how does that like dynamic work in your mind where you're both like the teacher and the student? Are you kidding me? I'm teaching several times a week. Yeah. So I, even though I've taught the same topic like a million times, I always come away flipping it onto myself, right? So yeah, I those, bet. those evening classes, like you were in the evening class and it takes me a bit, I need a routine to be able to wind down because I'm taking all those thoughts and yeah. then applying them to my own life, right? You, you can't help but do that. But 
Um, yeah, and some of the language starts to creep into your vocabulary, right? <laughs> sure. Is this, you'll identify your own limiting belief sometimes, things like right. that. Um, and do you use the own exercises on yourself? Like, do you ever use the Wheel of Life, which is kind of a wheel where you rate different aspects of your life and then you're able to analyze what's going well or not well. Do you use techniques like that? Um, I don't just kind of on my own time, but when I'm in a class, I will do, well, you know, I fully jump in. So yeah, I'm just teaching. You uh, don't even need, have time to do it on your own because you're too busy doing it all the time <laughs> with everybody. Yeah. I do it a lot, but I mean, I, I don't just kind of teach it and then go sip my coffee. I will jump in and do the wheel myself and let you coach me quite a few times, actually, I think. And yeah, and I, really, I put my real issues out there. So I believe in coaching and I just look at that as a bonus for what part of my job is. I get to be coached, right? Well, I'm yeah. helping, helping people learn to become coaches themselves. And so. that was the cool thing. I think that you showed us and gave us the confidence in when we coached you was like, no one's above being coached. Like exactly. one of my questions to you was going to be like, who's best suited for it? And it's, you really can't say one particular person because I think no matter what's happening in your life, there's things to uncover and to grow with and examine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I loved that. Uh, sometimes you would end it and be like, thank you. That really helped. I was like, Ooh, look at me. I'm helping the teacher. <laughs> um, but anyway, I love the idea of life coaching. I think it's so necessary because some of these aspects of like consulting or uh, therapy almost seem like can be too much that's just my opinion like sometimes it feels like I just need a teammate yeah or, or I think it can also sometimes help to bridge that gap between some of those other right that we have right exactly mm -hmm. well let me ask you this just to close out if people wanted to know more about you just like your full name and your website and how you work as a coach yeah, sure. So my name is Jennifer Torres. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, I'm in Canada, but I work with people worldwide, thanks to technology. Um, people are more and more comfortable with that now, unfortunately, due to our pandemic that's happening. But right. yeah, I do work. So um, distance is not an issue. Um, my website is jennifertorres.ca. Um and yeah, I, I do a lot of, I actually have quite a wide range of people that I work okay. with. My passion at work is with young people um, and helping them find the direction or find the path that they want to go into. Interesting. Is that like young people like high school or adults in college? Where is that? Why yeah, for it's, you? It's, it's both actually. It's a, a lot of work with teens in high school, um, figuring out what where they want to go to college or university. Um, a lot of, you know, the kids still living in their parents' basement who, I hate the phrase adulting, but who aren't quite ready, you know, right. are right. putting on the brakes a little bit and not sure when to leave the nest and go off on their own. And so uncovering what some of those fears are or hesitations and I love that. Yeah, what's stopping them? So I, I really enjoy working. With I could have really used you a couple of years ago. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but I can still use you now. Don't worry. 
I, I could have used myself back then too. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's such like young adulthood. I feel like maybe this will change, but I just feel like young 20s were like the hardest years of my life. And yeah. it was just like that transition period of like that for me didn't really happen in high school or like when I turned 18 it like much more reared its head and like end of college and try end of college trying to enter the workforce leave um the expectations of my parents or what allowing how much they could dictate in my life trying Mm -hmm. to leave that behind with friends too or whatever it's just (laughs) such a complicated time so I love that that's the work you're doing yeah I, I think it's really important for people, regardless of their age, but to figure out who they truly are, you know? So in this new setting now, who am I? Right. <laughs> right. Um, away from my parents, ooh, what do I do now, right? So yeah, So yeah, kind of, I get excited helping people focus on new beginnings. Yes. And I mean, that could even be, I'm kind of approaching that in my life where my own kids will be leaving soon yeah that's a new beginning for me I try to look at it as a new beginning and not just be sad about it of course that will be Um, but yeah so you know transition and and helping people to I think once you have a vision of where you want to go when it's just a change that can be really tough exactly I think when it's something you are excited about and working toward and realizing you have more control than maybe you think you do um then you're excited and then you're unstoppable. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It really means a lot to me. As I've said, I've loved taking your class. I hope anyone listening to this does check out your website. Um, cause I would highly recommend you. Thank so you. yeah, thank you so much and stay safe. Okay. Thank you, Isabella. for listening to is what it is to know more visit my website at isabellazal.com or my instagram at why music is by the remarks out of charlotte north carolina you can expect new episodes whenever the fuck i get around to it and i will catch you next time be you or be don't